Hey, queer cuties. Long time no talk. Um, I wanted to make this episode a kind of update, apology, a promise to you episodes since I went a little MIA there for a hot minute. (laughs) I want to tell you why and I want to explain some things. So let's just, I'm just going to get right into it. This episode's not going to be very long. It's going to be 20 minutes tops maybe. Um, But I did kind of want to explain a few things to you guys. Um, So let's just start at the beginning. I started this podcast as a way to express myself as a queer person in a space that I haven't seen a lot of queer content represented. That could be a very naive statement, I know, um, because thankfully queer people and content and representation are showing up everywhere in so many different spaces, and that is something I never would have been able to say, you know, five, ten years ago. Um, so I know that, and I also know that there are so many queer podcasters. I am friends with many of them, but the content that keeps popping up on my suggested podcast pages is not queer. It's not queer content, and I am a queer person who is actively seeking queer content and queer podcasts, and it still wasn't showing up, and so that is the issue that I saw, Um, And that being said, I wanted to be a queer person creating queer content that hopefully makes it to the ears of someone who needs to hear it. So that's why I started this podcast. As I mentioned in my previous two episodes, because I only have two, which is very embarrassing, um, I am a self-proclaimed baby gay navigating this world the best way that I can, Um, taking it day by day. I have been given a platter of enormous shits the past, I'd say, two months, month and a half, whenever the last time I spoke to you was. And so because of that, my mental health was not great. It was not great at all. So I did have to take a break because there was no way that I would have been able to do this properly or to the level of perfection that it deserves and that you deserve. I mentioned that I'm a baby gay because there were some things in my personal queer life that I hadn't had to deal with before that I had to deal with. And navigating that was a challenge. You know, I didn't do it beautifully, um, but I did it. I'm not going to go into too much detail about it because honestly, there's no need to. Um, But it is something that I felt needed to be said. Also, right before this not planned break, I mentioned I had a special guest that was going to be coming on the podcast. Um, I think that actually might have been the last time that you guys heard from me, I think. Well, until now, obviously. But needless to say, that guest fell through. Again, not going to go into too much detail about it, um, but I did feel defeated. I felt as if nobody really saw the potential of this podcast the way I did. And also in my emotionally fragile brain. I will admit that this was a stupid thought. I can say that because it was my thought and it was in fact very stupid. I had a feeling of, oh, it's because this is a queer podcast that you don't want to come on, which is so stupid because they are a queer person who I know cares a lot about the queer space. So it was just very stupid. And, you know, I was making up excuses in my brain over and over and over again as to why things weren't working out in my favor, as to why people I felt weren't working out in my life, you know? And 
I was making those excuses so I could be the victim instead of actually taking the steps to change my circumstance. And that's an issue. And that's something I will touch back on later. Um, And it's a horrible, horrible thing to say and to admit. But it's the truth. And, you know, we're all about transparency and honesty here because why wouldn't we be? (laughs) Um, But another part of that enormous platter of shit that was given to me was the fact that a job that I had for years and I thought I was going to be at for a long time, even though I didn't really want to be there, it was the safety of, the, of it all. It was the security of it all. Well, all of that ended. Everything that I felt so secure and safe in was gone. Like, I, there, it was no longer that. It ended up being the best thing, obviously, for me. Um, but at the time, all I could see was red. <laughs> You know, I had a conversation with my bosses about my happiness at that job. They could tell I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. I wasn't performing to the level that I know I could perform at because the fact that I wasn't happy, I did feel stuck, but I didn't want to admit that. So I made up excuses, Um, but they could tell that I wasn't genuinely happy. And we had a really, really hard conversation. The meeting was emotional um, and the end result was the decision that we were going to go our different ways. You know, it sucked um, because even though I knew it was the right choice, that was my work family. That was a family that I had been at for four years. And that's something that's really hard to just let go of. No matter how angry or sucky your life is, like you go through a moment of grief and loss. Um, And it's important to feel those emotions. It's important to feel those feelings, but not live in those feelings. And that is something that I have had to really deal with and figure out these past like two months, month and a half. But in the midst of the chaos that was now my life, I found hope and encouragement and motivation for something that for so many years I had neglected, which is acting. I felt... A fire was now lit under me arse <laughs> for acting. So if you need someone for, for you know, um, for accents, I'm clearly your gal. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm awful at accents. I'm terrible. It is something I do want to work on. I wonder, I'm, I, I'm not sure. Anyway, it's not important. But there was a fire lit under me ass lassie for uh, for acting and which for so many years I again made up excuses for neglecting like I made up excuses for neglecting something that I cared so much for that brought me so much joy excuses like oh I need to make money or oh we're in the middle of the pandemic there isn't work which okay yes you do need to make money it is very expensive living out here it's very very ungodly expensive and it's frustrating (laughs) needless to say so yes you do unfortunately need a job to support your love for acting and it is hard navigating trying to figure out what job would work best for your schedule because you do want a job that'll give you a little bit of freedom but you also want a job that'll pay you enough to survive (laughs) so it is a very tricky um line to um to balance but It's a possibility. Secondly, yes, there was no work during the pandemic. Everything shut down, which was terrifying for actors. But everything is opening back up again. You know, there's a lot of work out there for people. So, yeah. And now I have a job that pays bills. You know, it's not anything glamorous, 
but it's going to pay the bills and it's going to give me the freedom to do the thing that I love more than anything. I also have an acting class that I go to on Wednesday nights that is a group of people who love the craft as much as I do that can encourage you, that can give you tips, that can keep you motivated, which is something I never really had. Um, which it's it's just so fun. Like, I don't know if you can tell that, like, I'm I'm smiling. Like, I'm genuinely happy with where my life is right now. Like, yeah, it's a little scary. It's a little up in the air in certain places. But, like, it's my life, and I'm really happy and proud of where I'm at. Period. Okay, anyway, <clears throat> another thing that has started since the last time we spoke. See, again, accents. I told you, I'm great, sort of. Um, so another thing that has started since the last time we spoke is that I have started going to therapy to begin dealing with things from my past that are directly affecting my right now and not in a positive way. And, uh, you know, it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. She says with sarcasm dripping from her lips. Again, I'm serious. Hit me up um, for acting things. Voice acting. Just hit me up, you know. Um, but yeah, no, it's been definitely hard to deal with things that I have worked so terribly, terribly hard to push down, um, you know, so far, in fact, to the point where I've honestly forgotten that I like that there are things that I need to deal with. Um, like maybe why I immediately wanted to play the victim, you know, which is something that Diane and I are currently working through. Diane is my therapist and I love her. But, you know, the hardest things you have to do nine times out of 10 are going to make you a stronger, more confident person. Even and honestly, if you're looking at two paths, the easy one that you don't love or the one that the one that you don't love and the one that you do love, usually the one that you do love is going to be a lot harder than the one that you don't. But it's going to be so much more worth it in the end. Um, and in my case, it's so true. I feel confident in who I am and what I can bring to the table, which honestly, is, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this, was something I never really felt before. Or if I did say it out loud, I didn't truly believe it. And I am truthfully believing that statement now, which is a, an amazing thing to say. Because also, this may be TMI, but here we are. Um, every t- every month with like, PMSing I go I go real real dark with the PMS I think everybody hates me and get so emotional like it's bad and I am currently PMSing right now and I have felt myself like reject those negative thoughts that have come into my brain and you know like I said I'm not perfect by any means but it is I it is something that I am seeing change within my life within my personal life which is so amazing to say so everyone go to therapy I go on better help it's super easy um but with all of that being said I do truly apologize for going MIA I hope this cleared up some things if not I mean whatever I do the best I can (laughs) but um it is something that had to happen but I could have been a lot more upfront with you guys about it and the fact that I was going to be taking some time off, I think honestly, I was scared that I didn't know if I was going to be coming back, if I'm being honest with you. But I, you know, obviously I love what I love this. I love podcasting. I, I have another one. I, I just, I love doing it. Um, and so I'm here and I'm queer and I'm not going anywhere. I tried to make that rhyme, but you know, again, whatever. I love being a queer person. Like I do. I love it. My girlfriend and I talk about how much it fun it is just to be gay, you know, and uh, 
we also made this <laughs> this comparison yesterday. We were drinking coffee and I got a this new it was like a blueberry lavender almond milk from Trader Joe's. I'm sure everyone on the planet has heard of it by now, but I hadn't and we had just seen it. And so I was like, you know, hot coffee, you have to drink so quickly, but you can't drink it too soon but you can't drink it too late because then it'll either be too hot and you'll burn yourself or it'll be too cold and it won't be as enjoyable. But I'm like, that's why I like iced coffee so much. It's just because, you know, you have so much more time to enjoy it. And she's like, maybe that's why gay people love iced coffee so much. It's because we like to cherish and just really enjoy things and not just quickly throw it down and move on. I was like, yeah, that's pretty good representation. Um, but anyway, but I love it. And I love creating queer content. And it's something that brings me, like genuinely brings me so much joy and it's an important thing to do. So I just want to let y'all know that we're back. We back, baby. Um, and my promise to you is to always be transparent and with you with where about where I'm at. I will communicate with you better and I will continue to make fun. Sorry, I thought I heard somebody knocking on my door. Um, I will communicate with you better and I will continue to make fun, real content with hopefully special guests in the future. Um, I also wanted to mention the question that will be the topic of next week's episode. I'm still going to post it on social media, so please submit your answers there so I have everything um, in one spot. But the question is, what is the most important queer history fact or story that you feel needs more recognition? Um, Queer history is so important to not only the queer community, but for everyone. So please, let's hear it. I have a story that I'm going to be sharing that I think more people need to hear about, about queer history. So, I, But I do want to hear what you guys have to say because I think that we could all learn something. Um, because, yeah, queer history is not taught the way it should be. Um, and you guys have delivered in the past, and I know that you're going to deliver now on this topic because it is such an important one. All right, now on to the queer news story. No, I have not forgotten about that. Um, today we are going to be talking about Disney's reaction to the Don't Say Gay bill. Um I'm going to be reading a lot of this from an article from the BBC. Um, And I don't know if I'm saying this guy's name right. Chapik or Shepek. I'm going to say Chapik because I'm trash. I hope that uh, doesn't offend anybody. But he started um, that he's a CEO of Walt Disney Company. And he started a internal meeting with saying, quote, you need to be, you needed me to be a stronger ally in the fight for equal rights. And I let you down. I am sorry. Um, <laughs> this was obviously um, in response to the don't say gay bill. And if you don't know what that is, hello, welcome to, um, welcome to currently now. Um, oh, currently now. Maybe I should do a news podcast and go, welcome to currently now. I won't. I don't have time to do that. But basically, the Don't Say Gay bill bans discussion of sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten to third grade or ages eight to nine or when it is not appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. That's a very, that's a very, very brief overview of the whole thing. Um, if you want to do more research into it, I highly, highly encourage you to. You need to be informed about what is happening in our country because it's not good. Sorry. Um, <laughs> the White House even issued a statement saying it was a hateful leg- legislation targeting vulnerable students, which is true. Um, 
But the LGBT leaders at Disney have been clamoring for the company to speak out against the bill. And in a letter to Disney leadership, which a copy of it was obtained by the BBC, LGBT employees at Pixar um, accused the parent company of stepping back from public debate around bigoted legislation while continuing to profit from the queer community. Um, (laughs) It also leveled a more serious charge that Disney has cut nearly every moment of overtly gay affection from its content, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and executive leadership at Pixar. Obviously, the company did not reply to BBC's requests for comment. Um, the an Animation Guild actually posted a statement as well saying the Animation Guild wants to express its immense disappointment with how the Walt Disney Company has responded to Florida's Don't Say Gay Bill. It is disheartening that Disney, one of the world's most successful brands with massive resources and, glo- and a global platform, failed to take any action to help prevent the passage of this bill. It is one thing to say that you unequivocally stand in support of our LGBTQ plus employees, their families, and their communities. It is quite another for you to stand silent while this screwlia... Screw... Oh my god, my dyslexia. (laughs) Um, It is one thing to say that you unequivocally... It is one thing to say that you unequivocally stand in support of our LGBTQ plus employees, their families, and their communities. It is quite another for you to stand silent while this piece of homophobic legislation passes. To quote one of your own properties, properties, with great power comes great responsibility. You have failed that test in Florida. Oh, shit. (laughs) Um, Also, Mr. Chappick pledged a $5 million donation to the Human Rights Campaign, which is an LGBT, LGBTQ plus advocacy group. But um, that had more fallout than intended. The HRC, the Human Rights Campaign, actually turned down Disney's donation and called on the entertainment giant to take meaningful action against the bill. <sighs> but yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just not happy. So there's that little point to get you enraged for the rest of your week. Um, I, you know, by, by the time this comes out, there might be a little, there might be more developments in this, but as of now, that's what's going on. Um, so yeah, the world's falling apart, um, right in front of our eyes, but what it won't do is it won't silence the queer community. You know, we've never really been, we've been pushed down. We've been, people have tried to silence us so many times before, which is important that we know our history. Um, so tune in for next week, but they will not silence us. Never have, never will. We are here to stay. We are here. We are queer. We are here to stay. And you know what else you should stay? You should stay gay. That was pretty good. I'm pretty good at this. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, anyway, follow us on Instagram so you don't forget to submit your answers for next week's question um, so you can be a part of next week's episode. So, um, yeah, have a great week, everyone, and don't forget to stay gay. Okay?